Um, uh, today we're starting a new series. If I say new series, we're starting a new series called Going All the Way. Now, I've got to admit that um, maybe some of my youth pastor days flashed up in my mind when, I, when Chris uh, finally kind of narrowed this down and said, here's the title for our series here, and I was like, oh, Jesus, help us. But uh, then when he explained it to me, I got back in the spirit and uh, really understood that uh, we're going to be talking about going all the way as uh, today, going all the way in our friendships, in our friendships. Now, we've all heard the statements, things like... Um, like friends don't let friends drive drunk, right? We've, we've probably all heard those statements in commercials and things. And so <clears throat> maybe one of the most important things that I'm going to say or share here with you today is this next statement. If everybody got your pens, you've got your, uh, got your phones out, your whatever you take notes in. Okay, listen, look at me now. Friends don't let friends root for the Eagles today during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Friends, now I, I've got to tell you, this is one of those weekends where I wish that uh, both teams could lose, but um, that's just my personal, my personal preference there. Hey, I'm telling you, there are some great players, great guys, great men of God on both teams, so uh, let's, let's root for our brothers in the Lord to have fantastic times, but certainly um, not for the Eagles. Amen. So... Um, all right. Um, hey, it's hard. It's hard, man. When you, you know, I, I know they're from, from the East, but uh, okay, let's jump into talking about, um, about friendship today. First of all, the first thing we want to say is that, um, that Jesus places an incredibly high value on friendship. Uh, sometimes <clears throat> some things are so part of our normal lives that we don't give them thought. We don't give them consideration, but, but Jesus places an amazingly high value on friendship. <clears throat> in John 15, verse 13, Jesus says, Greater love has no man than this, that he lays down his life for someone. That's a pretty amazing friendship, isn't it? Pretty amazing. You know, the, the value of good friends and, and really being a good friend, and that's kind of what we wanna, how we want to process this today. Not, not about how our friends should be better friends, but about how we can become better friends, Right? The, the value of friendship, of good friends, I really don't uh, think that it can be overstated. Friends bring joy to our lives. I mean, some of the most, uh, you probably think back, some of the most fun times that you've ever had in your life that came when you were, you know, were hanging out with your friends, when you were doing something, hopefully something legal. But, um, <clears throat> right? Friends, uh, uh, friends share our special times. They, they help us when we're down. Uh, friends encourage us spiritually and emotionally. Friends fight for us. They protect us. And, and hopefully our friendships make us stronger and we make other people's lives stronger. One of, my, um, one of the definitions that uh, I read about friendship was a friends are someone that you can call on and you know they'll help you when you're in trouble. Uh, I, every time I read something like that, I flash back to a uh, to many years ago. I've told this story before, but many years ago, <clears throat> I had a friend who had a, um, he, he had a, um, a Barracuda car. Do you know what I'm talking about? How many car guys in here? Anybody car guys in here? And uh, so it had snowed in our town one day, and, um, and this guy had walked a couple of miles. This is back before the days of, uh, let me tell you, youth. There used to be a day when phones had cords on them. And, uh, <laughs> okay, so for, for, 
They, uh, why? <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great. Why would you do such a silly thing? <laughs> so, uh, um, so, but they, <laughs> there weren't always mobile phones. This guy calls me. It's like two o'clock in the morning. He says, "Hey, Sam." He goes, uh, "My car. I ran my car off the road, and I'm in somebody's front yard. Get your dad's pickup, okay? Get a chain and come pull me out." And so, um, um, and so I said, "Yeah, man, I'll be right there." And I had been working the night shift and uh, rolled over and went back to sleep. Well, about, uh, about six hours later, I get this knock. I hear this banging on the door. Way to go, friend. You left me stuck out in the snow. <laughs> so uh, that's not the kind of friends we want to be. We want to be the kind of friends that show up. Amen? Amen. There's a statement that I agree with. It says this. It says that if you'll show me your friends, I will show you your future. Show me your friends. Show me the future. And, and by, by the way, you do not have a thousand friends. You don't have two thousand friends. I don't care what Facebook says. All right? They may be. You may know them on Facebook, but they're not your friends. Proverbs twelve twenty six says the righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. You know, last week we touched on this just a little bit about how important it is. For us to live in righteousness and that that's not just the how we handle ourselves externally and what we wear and don't wear and all those type of things but we know i think all of us really know that there are some things that are just they're just not right in our in our hearts and our spirits we know we know that no matter what anybody says about it what the media says about it abortion's not right we we, we recognize that we we understand that that racism there's, it's not right, it's not acceptable, that prejudice, that sexual immorality, that, that, that there's, those things are just not right. And for followers of Jesus, there is no place for those things in our lives. It's, it's not going to bring the desired result. It's not going to lead us to the place of where we are living the life that God created us to live. Amen? Would you agree with that this morning? Thank you, the three of you. That uh, Anybody else agree with that this morning? Yes, absolutely. We want the life that God um, God wants us to live. And, and honestly, I think that this is one of those difficult areas, but I think that if we're really going to be the friends and if we're really going to live the lives that God created us to live, that, that one of the things we might have to do from time to time in our lives is we might have to go through and unfriend some people, right? Uh, I don't know about you, but I've had to unfriend some people on Facebook this week, but, but not just on Facebook that sometimes in our lives, we, we really do need to maybe set some greater boundaries or we need to, we need to limit or minimize some of the, the friendships and some of the associations that we have with people. Proverbs chapter 22 puts it like this. <laughs> it says, make no friendship with a man given to anger, nor go with a wrathful man, lest you learn his ways and entangle yourself in a snare. And, I, and I've seen that happen. I, you've probably seen this happen, where people build friendships with, with people that, that really, they're not good friends, and they're not good influences, and, and, and before you know it, <coughs> these people become trapped in strongholds. They're, they're involved in things they would have never been involved in. They've, they've, they've developed blind spots in their lives that are not helping them grow and develop and mature and become who God's created them to be because of these relationships. They lose their identity. They become the influenced instead of the influencers. We've seen it where people begin to make horrible and costly decisions. They hurt themselves 
They hurt the people that love them. They hurt their families. All because, all because of these, um, of these wrong friendships, these wrong relationships they've developed. And if I can just go on a little aside here, parents, let, let me say again that you need to be engaged in your children's lives. You need to know who their friends are. I mean, you really do. Uh, you, you need to know the, the people that are exerting influence. And, and, and really, for us, I know that through the years, there were, we, we wanted to know who the parents were and, and what the parents' lifestyles were like. And how many people think the children deserve that kind of love and care, right? So, so parents, we've got to be. We've got to be engaged. We need to know who their friends are in real life. And you've got to be engaged in social media. Well, well, good for you that you don't have a Facebook account, and good for you that you're not on social media. Good for you that you're, you, you, you know, you're, you're not a, a, a technical person. But that doesn't mean that your kids aren't. <laughs> because the world they live in is technical, and it, and it is social media, and it, and it is. And social media is influencing their lives. Maybe, okay, they don't have a phone, they don't have a tablet, they don't have access. But can I tell you, their friends have it. Okay, so you, you've got to be engaged, and, and love says that we do what's not easy or comfortable for the benefit of others. Amen? I appreciate all that support there this morning. Thank you so much. Um, listen, we, we've, we've dealt with too many, many situations, folks. We really, really have situations where just one little open place, and, and I'm thinking about a specific person in my heart and mind that that, that kind of got onto a side little website and they began to have a, a friendship, a quote, friendship. And, and that, that friendship happened to be with an older person that led them down a path of destruction. So it's important. It's important that we know who our friends are, amen, and who our kids' friends are. And parent, while I'm at it, while I'm making friends here today, uh, <clears throat> parent, let me say this. Don't accidentally teach your children that uh, friendships aren't important, that church friendships, that spiritual friendships are not important because of the way you go to church and how you interact with people at church and uh, because how maybe you maybe the relationships here, you just come in and get out and don't ever value friendships or take time to get involved in a group or, or, or open your life up to, to rela other relationships. Can I tell you that if that's how you're living, you're teaching your children that that relationships, that Christian friendships, that spiritual friendships are not important, okay? Listen, you are your children's theology. You really are. We are our children's theology, okay? Trust our kids. Trust our families. Trust our, trust our spouses, but, but also verify, amen, okay? And, and, and set the example how we want to see our how we want to see our kids uh, live. Amen, amen. So, uh, um, so what do I do then if I've cut off these friendships? I've unfriended people. What do I do? Well, I think the first thing we do is we ask God to give us friends. How many people know that if we ask God for something, that He's not going to give us something bad? He's going to give us something good, right? Every good and perfect gift comes from our Father. He comes from Him. So, so let's believe God for good friends, for providential friends. Let's believe God for friends that are going to come into our lives to help shape us and shape our future. And, and, and let's believe to be that kind of friend for other people. Amen? The kind that's going to really encourage them. All right. Proverbs 17, 17 says this. It says, God lo a, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. 
I'll tell you, that the, the, it's amazing how many times that great friendships are developed. Um, they're formed as you stand together through difficult times and seasons. So when you're going through a difficult time, when you're going through a difficult season, and, 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 and you're there and you see that friend going through that tough time, can I tell you, that's a great time to draw close, not run from them, not go away from them, not move out. One definition of a friend says, a friend is someone who walks in when everybody else is walking out. I want to be that kind of a friend, amen? So, so grow, in that, uh, grow in that relationship. Grow in those, in those during the difficult seasons and difficult times. And, and sometimes friendships have that. But can I tell you that friendships, <coughs> excuse me, friendships, Friendships. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm going to go chase this cough drop here. <clears throat> All right. Um, friendships. Five second rule. Um, uh, this is a holy place. I trust our worship, worship team. Have your feet been. Oh my gosh. They, they get up here barefoot sometimes. Uh, help me, Jesus. <laughs> Sanctify it, Lord. So, um, <clears throat> all right, where were we at? Oh, yeah. Um, let me, so there's going to be some difficult times. There's going to be difficult times. And let me, I, I want to say something that's really been on my heart for a long time, been trying to find the place to say it is, from time to time in life, we're going to feel displaced. We're, we're going to feel like, I don't fit in. And, and I, I hear this so many times from young people that, Man, I don't know what is. I'm just not like everybody else, and 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 I they don't accept me, and I'm different, and I'm unique, and 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 can I can I say this that sometimes uh, just don't buy into the trap of trying so hard to fit in that you miss what God's doing in your life. You know, one of the things after all these years I've finally discovered is that sometimes if you're one of those people where you maybe are just kind of on the outside edge of all the cool, really hip, really neat stuff, then maybe it's because God's protecting you from something. Maybe it's because God's got an anointing of leadership on your life. And can I tell you that one thing I know about leadership now that it's taken me a long time to learn is you can't lead people if you need people. If you have to have the, the approval and the applause and the and, and the pats on the back, and, and you got to have the affirmate. You're always seeking affirmation. Listen to me. You'll never, you'll never be the leader that God wants you to be. You can't need people. God, sometimes I think God's pulling us. He's keeping us to the outside of the center of the core of the group so that we can be with him and that we can build that relationship and that friendship with him. Amen? So um, we can't need people and, and lead people. We need to remember, Mike said it earlier, that one of the basis of uh, friendship, it's always going to be love. We see it throughout the Bible. Some of the greatest friendships of the Bible, we see that everything is based in love. So the goal is not just to have great godly friends, it's to be that kind of friends. And so this morning, I want to identify a few things that hinder us from becoming the friends God would have us to be. Number one, um, I think everybody will recognize this one that I just put down here. We've been hurt or we've been betrayed, and so we're in the process. We live in a place of protecting ourselves. Now, now listen, friendships are some of the greatest, bring some of the greatest joys in life. I mean, as I've been thinking about this over the last couple of weeks about friendships, 
I have gone back and thought about things. I've repented for a lot of stuff, but I've had some really great laughs in remembering some things that had taken place, right? Friendships, great joys. But can I tell you that, that the, in the close relationships, whether it's family or friendships, that you'll also experience some of the greatest, deepest hurts you'll ever experience in your life. I, I know that's two out of three weeks now I've said to you that you're going to hurt, things are going to hurt. It's not where the kingdom of God should be, but can I tell you, it's reality. That, that those friendships will hurt you. Someone uh, talks about you. Someone says things that are not true. Somebody stabs you in the back for no reason. Somebody, you've been nothing but faithful, and you've, you've been supportive, and, and you've helped protect them, and you've stood up for them when everybody was against them, and all of a sudden, they turn their back on you, and, and, and they're disloyal, and and they hurt you. And can I tell you, it is a real hurt. It's a real pain. It, it, it wounds. It hurts deeply. But can I tell you that there has never been a pain that's so hurtful, so painful, so deep that God can't heal it. He's got more medicine than we've got pain. Amen? Amen. He really does. He really does. And so we take that pain to the Lord. Instead, I think many times what we do is we tend to isolate. We pull back from people. When we meet people, we're already, we're keeping them at arm's distance, right? Oh, yeah, man, I want a friendship as long as you stay right out here. I, I want to get close to you. Oh, well, that's close enough right there, right? You know, the, the book of Proverbs says that a man that isolates himself is seeking his own desire. If you read the rest of the chapter, it says this. It says he's following the path of fools, Isolation is never God's plan for our lives. Amen? Amen. So we see that, um, that this is the reason when people don't get into relationships, they don't develop friendships, they, they don't go all the way in a friendship because they're so focused on protecting themselves. I think many people make an inner vow, and they say, that friend hurt me, that, 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 that buddy of mine hurt me, or that, or that, that, that person hurt me. And, and maybe you've made a statement like this. Look at me. Look at me. Maybe you've said in your heart or said in your I'll never let somebody do that again to me. You know what we're doing? We're making an inner vow. We're saying, I'm going to protect me and I'm going to be the one in charge. And, and you know what you're doing? You're deceiving yourself because we're just not that strong. We're not that, we're not that big. We're, only God has the ability to protect us and to build that wall of love and that hedge of protection and put a canopy, a covering over our lives so harm can't come to us. Only God can do that. Okay, so the Proverbs 18, 19 says this is a brother offended is harder one than a city. But you know what? We're not going to be the people who get offended, amen? We're going to be people who live unoffensible lives. We're going to be people who, who say, I'm going to, I'd rather risk it, I'd rather try it, I'd rather go for it than live in isolation, bondage, and pain. Amen? Amen. Number two reason that I think things that hinder us is we're just too busy. Uh, we're just too busy. Okay, how many people want to say at one time, man, I'm busy? Woo, go ahead. How many, go ahead. How many people are busy people? How many people? Go ahead, raise your hand. It's all right. Are you too busy to raise your hand this morning? I'm sorry. We didn't mean, okay. <laughs> Too busy. I haven't got time for that, Pastor. I just got to get this message done. I got to get out of here, right? So I know you're all very, very busy, important people, and the world, you know, got a revolves around you. But, um, but we need to allow ourselves. Um, sometimes we allow ourselves that we to believe we don't have time. 
Can I say this? I don't think God would ever put something as a, his desire for our life, as an intention for our life, and not give us time to fulfill it. Amen? Maybe, just maybe, we're not using our time well. Maybe we're not stewarding it to the greatest degree. All right? So, um, but we need to develop friendships. We need unhurried time and conversation. It's true with God, and it's true with friends. Friendships are an investment, and they take time. So we need God to help us to schedule, to focus on, to plan, to budget, and to budget the time and energy to develop, uh, to develop friendships. A third thing, I've heard this many times, oh, I'm just, I'm just an introvert. <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just bashful. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, we've, we've seen uh, children like that, right? Well, oh, they're just, they're, they're just bashful. They're just shy. And, and, and there is some element of that. Personalities are all different. But sometimes we've got to be careful that, it, that as adults, we don't use the excuse of being an introvert or bashful, uh, okay, to be selfish or to be self-centered. Amen? Don't you love me today? I love you all. So, okay? Assigned, um, uh, so we're introverted. I, I remember years ago <laughs> uh, in, a, in a leadership time, we assigned uh, this responsibility. <clears throat> hey, guys, you've got a job. Your job is to call Here's, here's this list of people to call. And so a month or so later, uh, any team leaders here today? Pastoral care calls. Uh, did you hear that? Pastoral care. I said, we make these phone calls. Everybody make these phone calls. And so the next time we got together, um, going around, how'd your phone calls go? How'd your contacts go? How'd your contacts go? And this one person came to me after, after the meeting and said, Pastor, I am so sorry. I cannot make these phone calls. <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. You can take me out behind the church and beat me, but I can't make these phone. Hey, listen, sometimes I know that we can't. We're not the, the life of the party. We're not friendships. But I, can I tell you this? Everybody can be a friend to somebody. Amen? Everybody can be a friend to somebody. So get around. how do we do it? Get around some friendly people. Be available. That's one of the things I love about Jesus. He was always available to people. He was never too busy. Amen? Take a risk and you'll be a, the reward will be worth it. Number four, okay, sometimes we just don't know how to be a friend. I, I think sometimes, and Chris, Pastor Chris and I have talked about this, it's amazing how many times I think people are given jobs, given responsibilities, given positions, and then the truth of the matter is they just don't know how to do it. They've never done it. And so I, I want to give us just a little a couple of steps here this morning, maybe some ingredients that we can add to our lives that will help us, that will help us to go all the way as friends, to be the friends that God wants us to be to others, okay? You ready? Number one, number one ingredient is we need to understand that friendships are spiritual, okay? Friendships are just not natural. It's just not a, a connection. It's not just a being familiar or liking the same things. Friendships have a very spiritual connotation. If we look in the scripture, we could see people like David and Jonathan or Ruth and Naomi, Paul and Barnabas, and literally we could go on and on and on. Jesus and John, okay, let him lay his head on him. And man, there were just intimate relationships. And all of these relationships had huge spiritual impacts in, the, in, in people's lives. In people's lives. Uh, Ecclesiastes puts it like this in chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. It says, two are better than one. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. 
If one falls down, his friend can help him up. But pity the man who, fa- who falls and has no one to help him. Maybe you felt like that. Maybe you felt like you're the only one and, and nobody's there. And I want to tell you that, that that's not how it is in the kingdom of God. And that's not how it is in New Covenant Church. You've got people that love you, that care about you, and we're here to help you. Amen? How many people know that, that it's better together? Amen? You may have heard the old story. There's a story about a farmer, and he had got his wagon. His wagon had uh, kind of slipped off the road, and it was in a ditch. And, and he had this big old horse, and this horse had these big blinders on. And, and, and he was out there in the middle of the road, and he was going, Come on, Charlie! Come on, Fred! Come on, Henry! Come on, Bubba! And so this guy walked by, and he said, Hey, I'm not understanding what's going on here. He said, uh, you keep saying, you know, all these different names, and what's your, what's your horse's name? He said, oh, my horse's name is Henry. He says, well, why don't you just keep saying Henry? He said, well, if I only say one name, he'll think he'll know he's by himself, and he won't try as hard. So, you know, we want people with us. We need people in our lives. People make us better, amen? People make us better. We all need help, folks. Nobody can make it on their own. We all need help. We need friends, and we need community, and we need, we need spiritual relationships. And can I tell you this? Somebody needs your help. Somebody needs your friendship. Somebody needs to know that you are praying for them, that you care about them. Somebody needs you to be the person who would step up and, and speak into a person's life and, and love them enough, love them enough to risk, to risk uh, speaking truth to them. Amen? I love that scripture. One of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6, and it, it says this. It says, better are the wounds of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. Better a friend who'll tell you your zipper's down than you walking through, right? <laughs> better a friend to tell you you got your shirt on inside out. You got something in your teeth. Better a friend that would tell you, your attitude sucks, right? And somebody that would just kind of smile at you and let it go on by. Better a friend. Relationships are spiritual. They help us to live the life that God wants us to live, and here's how it happens. Number two, friends remember who you are, and friends remind you of who you are. You know, when I read the book of Daniel, in uh, Daniel chapter 1, Verse uh, 6, it says this. It says, among these were some from Judah, people who had been carried into, ba- into captivity. It says, from Judah, there was Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. And the chief official of the Babylonians, when they'd been carried into captivity, he gave them new names. He gave to Daniel the name Belteshazzar, and to Hananiah, Shadrach, and to Mishael, Meshach, and to Azariah, Abednego. C- can I say this? We live in a world that is constantly trying to rename us. We, we live in a world that's trying to call us loser, stupid, jerk, idiot, okay? I, I looked up online, do not do this. You listening? Everybody listening? Don't. I have a fear right now. I'm going to say this and everybody's going to run home and do it. Do not do this. I looked up slang and bad names or names that people call, ugly names people call each other. And can I tell you, I learned cuss words I've never even heard. I'm telling you, just, but that's the world, that's the culture we live in. 
that the world is trying to label us. It's trying to name us. And parents, let me tell you again, that's happening to your kids. It's happening to your children in the schools and on the ball field and, and in li- online. It's happening. And we need friends. We need friends who will remind us of who we are. I love this about Daniel. In Daniel chapter 2, Daniel had gone in to interpret the vision of the king and and he comes back after this, giving this amaz- being given this amazing assignment. And he comes back and the scripture says this. It says, Daniel returned to his house and he explained the matter to his friends. And listen to the names that he uses. He says, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. He, he doesn't call his friends by their, by their pagan, demon, demonically Satan-inspired names from, from, from this, this leader in Babylon. He calls them by their God-given names. And he reminds them, and I love this, the Hananiah means God is gracious. He, he reminded them, hey, God's going to be good to us even in a foreign and a pagan land. And, and to Mishael, he said, to who is like God who will feed us and he will provide for us? And, and Daniel was reminding Mishael, he's saying, hey, listen, God hasn't forgotten us and God hasn't forsaken us. And, and we need some people. We need some people. We need to be the people that look into some people's eyes and say, you're a man of God. I don't care what you've done. You're you're a woman of God. I don't care how you failed. I don't care what somebody else has said about you. I don't care what your reputation is. God's got a plan for your life, and God's not going to give up on you, and God's not going to quit on you, and you're important, and you're valuable. We need to be some friends. I'm telling you, I'm praying that God will raise up friends so that you'll be that man that when all the other, everybody else in the world is looking at you and saying, you're not worth it. You're, you're, you're just hopeless and helpless and want to, wants to kick you to the curb that you've got a friend that will come and stand before you and look at you and say, man, you are worth it. And say, man, I don't care what your past is. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how many times you've done it. That may be what you did, but it's not who you are. Man, we've got some people. We need some people. We need some people by the Spirit of God that raise up become this type of a friend no matter no matter what, what, where you're at no matter when you're struck can I tell you even when you're struggling that there's a there's an anointing and there's an impartation of God in you so that you can still be a friend to someone else amen your circumstances your circumstances do not determine your ability to be a friend to others amen amen Number three, friendship will cost you something, but it's going to benefit you a whole lot more. We read the scripture earlier, John 15, verse 13, greater love has no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. You know, if we are children of God, one of the things that's going to be a part of our lives is giving, okay? And I know when we talk about giving so many times, we talk about money. But can I say this? That a generous life goes far beyond just giving money. Sometimes it's so much easier to give money than it is to give our attention to someone or to give our time to someone or to give our help to someone, right? I mean, it really is. But giving is it's part of who we are as God's children, generosity of life is a part of our DNA. It's a freedom. Listen, 
It's a freedom that Jesus Christ gives us. We know the scripture, right? Jesus came to set us free and free indeed. He gives us the freedom of being able to invest in people's lives. Your sacrifice for a friend is pivotal in the kingdom of God. Ashley and Ariel, I didn't know you were going to be here this morning, but I put this in my notes anyhow. Okay, it's all right. We've seen this in a more real and personal way than many ever will in Pastor Kelly's life. Where he laid down his life literally, literally to impact and to save someone else. And can I tell you, Brother Manuel's going to be here in a couple weeks. He'll be with us and he'll tell you more of his own story. But can I, I can tell you that, that it, it, has, it has changed his life to have experienced a friend who would give the ultimate for him. I, I'll tell you the truth. I've questioned, am I that kind of a friend? I want to be that kind of a man. I want to be that kind of a friend. There's another scripture where sometimes it's difficult Sometimes being a friend means that, that, that we step to the side and let the friend go first. We, 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 we might step into a place of, of obscurity so our friends can step into the limelight. Can I tell you that in the economy of God, the reward for your godly, loving friendship, that it, it will transform not only that person's life, it will transform your life. Do you believe it this morning? I believe it. So I, I think we can all recognize that being the friend God would have us to be to others, it's, it's a massive thing in our lives. Uh, it, it's something that, that literally we cannot do in our own strength, in our own ability. We can only do it as God graces us and fills us with his spirit, with his power, and with his presence. Psalm 25, verse 14 says this. It says, the friendship of the Lord is for those who fear him, and he makes his covenant known to them. John 15, I'm sorry, John 15, verse 14 and 15 said, you are my friends. Jesus speaking here. He says, you are my friends if you do what I command. And, and can I expose a lie of the enemy right here? So many times we hear that, if you obey me, if you do, but you know what Jesus is saying? Do what I command you because it's good for you. It's for your benefit. It's for your blessing. It's for your increase. It's for favor to fill your life. It's to help you. You're my friends when you do the things that I say do that are going to benefit your life. And Jesus said, no longer do I call you servants. For the servant does not know what his master's doing. But I've called you friends. Friends. Anybody want that deep friendship with God? Anybody want that deep friendship with Jesus? It says this, I've called you friends. For all that I've heard from my Father, I've made known to you. You know what Jesus is saying? He's saying, every revelation that the Father's given me, I want to pour into your life. Because we're friends. Remember last week we said, we'll either live by revelation, right, or reason. I want to live by revelation. I want to live in friendship with Jesus. Anybody else want to be that kind of a friend? I really do. I really do.